Well, good evening and welcome to Heart of Indie Radio. It's truly an honor to have the multi-talented Andrew Curtis with us tonight right here on our station. Andy, you've mastered your own podcast called The Andrew Curtis Show about growth and positivity and transformation, power of change. I'm just, I could go on and on and on, but this is your, <laughs> this is your time. So can you tell our listeners what the process is behind that journey uh, of putting together a podcast and creating such a safe space for others to share their thoughts and ideas in a way that, you know, wasn't strange? I mean, obviously it's been a success because people keep, you know, listening and, and, mm. and your interviews are going well. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just wondering if you could kind of fill us in on the journey of Andrew Curtis. The journey of Andrew Curtis. Well, first, let me say it's a, it's a privilege of mine just to be here to have these conversations with you. Um, I think part of the genesis for the podcast and what even led to this conversation today is, for me, uh, an obsession with one question. And that was, how do you really help somebody? Um, my journey, if you want to really go back, was that I, I grew up in a home where um, one of my parents suffered from depression pretty heavily. Um, and when you're a kid, you can't always tell, you, you couldn't define what was wrong, but you just knew that something wasn't right, you know? Yeah. And so I started to learn that often the instincts we have for people who are hurting, uh, they're well-intentioned, but they don't always, they're not always the most helpful the way we go with it. And so one of the simplest ones I would share with people is to say, for example, you see someone who's upset and you think, I know what I need to tell them. And so you say, Hey, don't worry. And we all know how that goes, right? So nobody right. ever says, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, I don't need to worry. I'll just calm down. You're right. I'm an idiot. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, so, you know, this this started my journey of learning about this kind of thing um, over a long period of time. And, uh, you know, I, I realized one day that one of the most powerful things that you can do to just feel more fulfilled in your own life is to literally follow your fascinations. Um, I think a lot of people grow out of a sense of what they're lacking. And in other words, you know, I don't know how to do the, this yet, or I better do this. I better learn this. I better work here. And you can learn that way. You can grow that way. But I found it was more powerful to follow my own fascinations and listen to my curiosity. And when I started to have other conversations with people about their journeys, then they would inevitably say something in in that conversation that I could I could learn from that might spark my own creativity. And so in some ways, it was about learning to have the confidence to listen to that that little voice for myself um, and drawing that out of somebody else so that if, you know, a third party was to listen to our conversation, they could hear something that they needed to hear. Mm. And I couldn't always predict what exactly that would be. I just knew that by encouraging uh, an environment where people could share openly about that, not only would I benefit, but anybody listening to those interviews could benefit too. That's awesome. And did you, I mean, at, at some point, you know, in the beginning, did you get so nervous that you kind of got tongue tied or were you worried about the, te oh, yeah. the technicalities of a podcast? I mean, can you kind of walk us through how you, <laughs> how you fake it till you make it or, or, oh, or was yeah. it just that you just sort of embraced all of that and, and that's why it worked? I'm just, yeah. Can you kind of tell yeah. us a little bit about that? No, look, I, one of the, the first principles that I learned and it's why the episode still exists today. If you do check out the podcast itself, it's still up there. The first recording that I ever made sounds awful. Sounds so bad. I was in this room and I was new to the recording equipment and you can hear the fridge buzzing the whole time. And I don't know if that fridge had ever buzzed before and I don't know if it ever buzzed again afterwards, but I do know for at least an hour that fridge buzzed like nonstop. And so there I was going like, okay, let's, let's do this. How do I record this? What is this like? And, you know, I just started to make peace with the fact that the beginnings of anything, <laughs> this might sound a bit discouraging, but the beginnings of anything sounds terrible. 
you know, anything you listen to five years from now, 10 years from now, you'll be like, oh, you know, I can't believe it, it did that. But, you know, I noticed by looking at the, the journeys of, you know, writers and authors and actors and musicians, doesn't matter who it was, you looked at their, their first things and it just wasn't very good by, by their standards, by anybody else's standards. Um, but for me, it was more important to say, can I commit to this process? Is this something that I would be happy to keep doing for a length of time just because I enjoy it for its own sake, not because, you know, somebody else said I should or something like that. And so for me, having that mindset in place just gave me the courage and the confidence, not so much to know that I was going to do something really good, but know that I'd get to something good if I just kept going. Wow. That must have been an incredible time when that when it clicked and you're like, OK, mm. this isn't a face. This isn't just the next thing. This is what I'm called to do and people Mm. responding. And that must have Mm. just been such a motivation for you to continue uh, the journey, especially in, you know, in, in, in New Zealand where, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, kind of suppress their feelings. It is a cultural thing, if, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, um, you know, it's, it takes a lot for you to bring something up, push the envelope, and then get someone to respond, um, you know, in a way that's recorded. So it's not just mm-hmm. in passing conversation. Um, what Did you kind of have any sort of, I don't know, did you come up against anything sort of difficult in that regard um, when you started? Well, I tell you what, what you're speaking to actually leads to probably the most powerful principle that I've ever learned. Um, and I'm happy to share that again now. And that was when I started to realize that your experience of life is created by your thinking it's not created by other people's opinions it's not created by other circumstances and things like that it's created by your thinking about uh what you think you you know another person might be thinking about you right so if you go into a situation a simple example of this would be imagine that you and i have to have a difficult conversation and i'm thinking oh this conversation is going to be awkward it's going to be difficult oh she's going to get upset at me she's not going to like me think of how i'm then going to communicate with you Think about the things that are going to naturally just flow out of me because I have that thinking. And the mm-hmm. truth is I'm, I'm creating that, you know, I'm bringing that in. I'll be bringing that in with my energy, with my body language. You'll pick up that something isn't right, that I feel a bit awkward, that something's kind of off base. And so when I realized that I could take that power back, you know, I didn't need to give that sense of, um, of my own security and my own peace to somebody else, to another situation. I realized that that was coming from me and that I could actually base that piece on something else other than what other people might think or what they might say. I could then go into a conversation and because I was bringing a sense of peace and a sense of calmness and expectation and creating a safe space for somebody else, they would just naturally respond to that. So it actually simplified the whole thing down by me not thinking this is about somebody else's thoughts, somebody else's responses. What are they going to say? It was me just saying, okay, how can I be authentic? and and powerful and and honest in this moment and the rest will flow so much more easily there's nothing i have to manufacture i love that i love that and you know just listening to you talk i'm just thinking you know that connection of mindset and the power of change and you you know you mm-hmm. do talk about that in your podcast and 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 obviously through the journey that you've had um you know from from being a young person and dealing with uh you know um depression in your family and how you're going to deal mm-hmm. with it i mean it certainly has given you I don't want to say it's made you bulletproof, but it's made you, you've had to learn to have resilience and to be brave yeah. and to step yeah. out. I'd like to know your thoughts on how we can help someone change when perhaps resilience and or hope is sort of not one of those uh, 
beautiful things they're facing. Um, you know, they're going sure. through a, a season of life where they, they're down in the dumps mm-hmm. and they can't seem to get out and nothing is helping. I mean, how, how do we reach those people? I'm, I'm basically asking for the reason that some of our listeners may, may have, um, you know, a young person living in their home or someone in their family or even a friend that is going through a really hard time and they just, mm-hmm. they're kind of tiptoeing around the subject because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or, gosh, you know, commit to actually getting them help because it's scary. I mean, how do you, how would you, Andrew, face that? And what would you uh, suggest they do? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, this this first thing may sound a little bit counterintuitive, but when it comes to ourselves and other people, and particularly others who are suffering, sometimes the thing that we have to recognize even for ourselves is ultimately we cannot control the other person. And that can be a huge factor because I've seen those who are caring for others who are going through difficult situations and they can beat themselves up because they're like, what can I say? What can I do if I had have said this or if I had have done that? And suddenly they create this massive inventory of what ifs, which you can never know. You, you can't have an answer to that. How could I know what I could have said? Should I have said differently? And so instead to make peace with the fact that you know, everybody is on their individual journey. And ultimately, I can't control what another person does, but I can control myself. I can at least be aware of my own responses to things and be aware that, you know, am I carrying fear? Am I carrying anger? And can I deal with that? Because Mm. if there's something that's in my heart that I need to deal with, or even fear, you know, if you come, you know, I learned this a lot working with children. I had some experience for quite a long time running a kid's ministry. And realizing, you know, you'd even see the kids that would turn up who would be fearful and nervous and all this kind of thing. And you'd be like, oh, man, why is that kid like that? And then I don't want to sound harsh, but you'd meet the parents and you'd be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, okay." You know, if you're sending a message of fear and and that's coming from your thinking, if you're sending fear, anxiety, um, that kind of thing, another person will respond to that. And particularly if they're young, they're going to they're going to notice that. So. The first thing you can really do is just be aware within yourself of, okay, what fear am I carrying? What thinking do I have that leads me to feel this way? And you can start to address those sorts of things. And look, the other thing too, if you can take a long view, and this is uh, something I've benefited from, from studying psychology in general, is that you realize, you know, if you actually look at the longer view on people's lives, people tend to work things out like they, they really do. Um, it might take them, you know, a few years longer than you're expecting, but our, our journey through life, you know, I went through periods of being very insecure and, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily depressed, but definitely frustrated about how my life was going. Um, if you look at the life stories, even if you read some biographies of different people, it's amazing how many of the people we most respect, we most admire have been through seasons where they've had to figure things out and ultimately what they need just like I did for myself, was to realize, you know what, they've got thinking in themselves that's creating this experience of of anger and frustration that really they need to find the answer for. I can't manufacture them for them, but I can mm. love them, I can encourage them, I can support them, but I can also kind of know in a, almost like a parental way that sometimes I have to step back a little bit, that they might have to stumble forward a little bit, they might make a few mistakes, they might do the wrong thing, um, but that's okay because that's everybody's journey. That's what everybody does. There's an imaginary comparison that we make to somebody out there who's mystically doing it great all the time, who always knows what's happening, who always feels good, who's always secure, always has a vision for their life. There's not a person alive uh, now or has ever been that has had that experience. So we're comparing ourselves to somebody who's never existed. 
if we can let go of that kind of imaginary comparison point and just recognize I'm on a journey, they're on a journey, let's love one another and have that sense of common humanity about our struggles. It does a lot for us, it does a lot for them as well. Absolutely. And I mean, what you just you touched on uh, just being that that kindness and that human connection. And one of the things that we do at Heart of Indie Radio, our, one of our many programs is uh, suicide prevention, but also our kindness program where we go into schools and we're educating uh, kids about, you know, about bullying and, and uh, you know, the effects that it can have on self-esteem and and some how to's about, you know, how we can be kind to one another. I'd like to get your thoughts on how we can encourage uh, young and old, because I think that this is, um, you know, any type of bullying or, or meanness is not, uh, is not just with people in school. You know, it can happen mm. at any age, really, and in mm. any culture. Um, I mean, really, it's, it's everywhere. And especially now with, you know, people can, can, can get on their computers and say things that they would probably never have, have <laughs> sure. the, the, the yeah. bravery to say to someone's face. So there's, a, there's an element there now of, you know, how do you pull people out of that dark place where they can receive hope when mm. they are getting picked on, mm. you know, by mm. it could be online, it could be in the workplace. And they're just in the situation where they kind of they have had their power taken away from them. Uh, what sort of advice can we can we give them uh, from your perspective about how we can? Yeah, just get them out of that place that seems to be hopeless. Mm, sure. Well, I, I think probably the best thing that I can do in this situation is really just speak to my own experience. Because as I've mentioned, one of the things that I've I've had to accept is that the you know it's the thinking that each individual has that creates their experience. And so for me to say this is what everybody should do is um, you know would, would probably be overreaching in my case. But look, I certainly went through a long period of time, and people are shocked when they when I tell them this now. But I was I was bullied constantly the whole way through school, um, and then even in in uh, you know in college and university here. Uh, had that sense of not really fitting in and, and that sort of thing. Um, and I would say that the the solution and the problem are often the same in, in that it is community. Um, that if you have a person who is in a community that, you know, generally like a school environment, for example, they'll be being, you know, attacked from outside forces. They need some other other community that can speak to them and say, hey, no, look, we love you. We believe in you. Find the one thing that maybe that kid's really good at and get them to spend some time on something like that so that at least they can get some little wins um, for themselves. Um, but uh, look, if I was really to nitpick too, there's one phrase that um, that you mentioned, and I know it was just kind of a, a, an aside comment, but that idea of a person having their, their power taken away from them, um, this can be a point that people can can resist a little bit on. And so I want to acknowledge that. But I do want to also say that nobody takes your power from you. Yeah, you do. Um, you you we, choose to give it away. Yeah, 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 we give it. And we don't always know we've made that choice. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's a point that we need to be aware of. You know, we choose to give our sense of power in our life. What do I do with my life to the opinion of somebody else um, to, you know, it could be a family member. It could just be a general sense of of people approving of me and of liking me. And I said to a large gathering of people once with, uh, you know, regard to that question, I said, look, how many people would need to approve of you before you approved of yourself? Like, wow. have you actually tried to give it a number? Because people say, oh, you know, just not enough people like me. I said, well, how many would really be enough for you? Let's think about that. Like, really wow. nail it. You know, would it be would it be five? Would it be 10? Would it be a thousand? Would it be 10,000? You know, nobody, nobody in the world has 100% approval of who they are. No. There are always no. going to be people who would disagree. And the moment you do that, you realize you're you're fighting, you're chasing, a, again, an, an imaginary goal. And so instead we say, okay, well, instead of giving that power to somebody else, 
you know, how can I take that back? How can I find something in myself that, uh, you know, even if it's the expression of a gift or an ability that starts to reframe that instead of saying, you know, I need, you think of, uh, and, you know, God bless him, somebody like, say, Justin Bieber, who's had the courage to say, you know, he had millions, literally millions of people who loved him and it did nothing for him. Yeah. So yeah. what do we do instead to say, OK, that's that means it's not an external thing. It's an internal thing. Mm, totally. And it is the, it is the story that you tell tell yourself. I mean, we started this conversation earlier with, you know, you said we're two people. We're going to have a conversation. And it is sort of what's inside our head. And it's the mm -hmm. story that we believe that then comes through with, with the words yeah. that we speak. And, and I do think that some people, when they, or a lot of people, when they face hard times, um, it is the story that they tell themselves, but it's also that they, they maybe feel like someone has taken their power away. And I think mm. that acknowledgement is real. They feel mm. that way. But really, the power is in that, uh, that voice that, that needs to be raised, their own, yeah. um, where they have to raise their head up, rise from the ashes and say, well, actually... Today has been hard, and actually, I don't feel very loved or liked, but I love myself, yeah. and I believe, you know, I think self-love is something that is, uh, I'm not talking about, you know, a vanity at all. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about making the choice that not based on experiences or talents or uh, anything that someone has told you about yourself, but what you really believe is that, you know what, I'm... God made me this way and I love who I am and I'm going to shine from within. And I think that when people boost their own, you know, it's not coming from a, an outside source of saying you're amazing because like you said, famous people mm. all the time are coming out and saying they suffer from anxiety and, you know, even though all these people love them, I mean, it's obviously not, it's not, not penetrating enough. through to their heart. But when someone actually really goes, wow, I was created for a purpose and I'm going to mm. shine like the sun. Uh, I think that something really amazing and magical happens. And, you know, you kind of, I don't know when that happens. You know, I think for all of us, it's at different points. Um, I'm, I've, I've gone through some hard stuff myself. And I've had to admit some things that I thought, oh, should I probably have learned that lesson by now? Oops. <laughs> wow. Well, the great that's... thing is that's, that's everybody's <laughs> life journey, you know. That's, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like we all, nobody has a journey. If, you know, you talk to somebody, say, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, who you really admire. Nobody has a journey where they got everything right. Nobody has a journey so where they felt great the whole time. Nobody has a journey without failings, without losing money, without losing friends, without feeling like maybe they lost some time. And yet, you know, there's a deep sense of of meaning and purpose that that can come. And I think often, really, we have a culture of anxiety where we train ourselves to freak out about everything as well. Yeah. Um, that, that's a, you know, <laughs> that's a heightened so true. kind of... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, one, one, one last thing, too, that I think is important to say, too, is that when we're speaking about this idea of how do we build up somebody's sense of ourselves, I think one of the truths that I discovered that was quite shocking for me was to realize that actually we find the idea of grace quite offensive because mm. grace is the good things that you don't deserve. Like that is my non-theological definition of it. It's the good things that yes. you don't deserve, uh, you know, and to to see anything happen in the news where somebody goes through something terrible. Um, I, I, I defy you to find somewhere in that article where it won't say something like they didn't deserve this. You know, mm. this, they're a good person and they didn't deserve this. And we find that upsetting. But equally, if we see somebody that we don't like and, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you can probably think of this person like immediately where they got the promotion before you did, maybe they got the relationship before you did, they got this experience, this travel experience before you did, and you say, they don't deserve that, right? Mm. 
Well, the truth is the gospel is all about the good things you don't deserve. And until you can learn to accept for yourself, not just that, yes, there is absolutely a basis for believing in sowing and reaping, do good things, get good things, do bad things, get bad things. But you know what? We didn't need Jesus for that. That already existed before he came along. What he brought was the sense that you can expect good things even though you don't deserve it. He's the ultimate expression of that. And I've heard many people say things like, uh, you know, well, Jesus took the bad things that I deserve. And I say, that's that's absolutely true. But that's only half of it. And that will never change your life until you can also say that, yes, he took the bad things that I deserve. But also in the same exchange, I get the good things that he deserved. That will change your life the moment that you can accept that. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you, Andrew. And My pleasure. Um, what I'd like to do, um, this is now off the record, so Josh, just hold. Um, Andrew, I'd like to just have um, a couple of lines where you sort of talk um, about uh, grace, but if you can do it without only, because I don't know if it if they'll air it, if it talks about, even though they're Christians that own the station, oh, sure. they try to be really careful about, um, you know, because we have lots of people from lots of different walks of life that, um, that tune mm, in, so mm, I just want to mm. cover my bases <laughs> Yeah, of course. Just um, just because it's, it's so true. And I'm like, agree with it. But I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will, yeah, of course. Will, so what's anything in, in particular that I, I need to avoid saying or that, that you want um, me to say? Like, what's the. Well, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll let I'll let Eddie decide. But it may be, um, maybe just what I can do is um, without because obviously the conversation is now on on a file. I can't dissect it. But yeah, if sure. we can just um, talk about. um I think you started with um, right before you talked about grace. We were talking about mm. just um, the power of, of, you know, of loving who you are. And you mm, talked about mm. grace being, mm. you know, one of those. The, yeah. And I, and I yeah. loved that part. I'm just wondering if we can do a line to wrap up that segment in, in, in case they need to chop. Oh, sure. Sure. Is that sure. okay? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. All, all right. So um, Josh in 10. So, Andrew, I really love what you're talking about in terms of just the power of choice and pulling people out of that dark place. But really, ultimately, they're pulling themselves out of it. Right. And I think you and I have both uh, talked about how in our own experiences we've had to do that. Um, and you've talked about, you know, the, the grace and how, you know, it's a hard thing to kind of wrap your head around. I mean, this is sort of like a, a, um, a way that we can sort of segue into this place where listeners can have your final thoughts on, you know, how, how they can uh, kind of face tomorrow with, with a new perspective. Sure. Sure. Look again, to me, the essence of grace is it's living a life that says that good things can happen to you today, even though you don't deserve them. People who can embrace that can see possibility, can see hope all around them and nobody's life. If you look at any famous person, nobody's life was transformed by just getting the good things that they deserved. If you read right. about any athlete, any business person who've done exceptional things, somebody saw something in them and said, you know what, I'm going to believe in you. So mm. the thing is, you can do that for yourself. You can say, you know what, I may not deserve it, but I can still have good things happen to me today. I love that. Oh, goodness, you're so inspiring. No wonder I have your own show. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, how can our listeners find you on social media? If you could just you know, give us the links and also where they can hear your podcast and anything up and coming that you're excited to share with us tonight on the show. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's it's all been happening in the last little while. So, yeah, first and foremost, the, the podcast is, um, if you either go into iTunes or onto uh, SoundCloud, search for The Andrew Curtis Show. I'm pretty confident it's the only one. Uh, and uh, also <laughs> on Facebook as well, if you go facebook.com slash The Andrew Curtis Show. Now, the thing is, you won't find a lot of posts up there recently because I've also, um, in the last few months, um, had a radio show of my own that's debuted in New Zealand um, on the, the Life FM network. You can go to lifefm.co.nz. Uh, we do a show called The Talk Sessions, which plays in New Zealand on Sunday night between 7 and 9 p.m., but we put up a, a podcast after that show um, that you'll be able to find things from there. Uh, and then there may be a few other little uh, TV escapades I'm involved in as well, but um, I, I guess I'll just have you to watch the space at the moment because that's all still to be confirmed. Awesome. Yes, the the ultimate uh, Hollywood answer. I'll get exactly. back to you. Exactly. Um, My people, well, that's right. So My much. people will call yeah. your people. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, thank you so much, Andrew, for being a guest on the Eddie and Emmy show right here on Heart of Indie Radio. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And be sure to follow Andy's career and all the things he's doing because he's a very inspiring person. So thanks. Well, that's all. Let's get back to the music right here on Heart of Indie Radio. <laughs> 